Oh man, I'm lit. <laughs> Long day. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have to. I, I, uh, Kruger left me with all this merch, and now I have to think about it. Oh, I've never man. had merch in my life. Merch. I just give it away. I mean, even I have a hard time getting rid of it. For I've got balloons. Those are great merch. Such a great and I've idea. got like stocking hats. I've got oh. mat face masks. Those are good. The stocking hats will be great when winter hits. Those that'll be a very popular item. So, mm. welcome everyone to making it small in music. Uh, this is a, a podcast that we do. I don't know every six weeks or so, where we talk to a friend and acquaintance and uh, a co-worker in the field of being small in music. And uh, I'm Chris Brosky, and I am small in music. I am very small, uh, possibly protozoan-sized. <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about it. And, and I uh, am... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go. Go for it. And I'm, I'm Mike, Mike Snyder-Barker. I am... Um... Also, <laughs> making it very small in music. Um, you know, I, I'm probably about the same size as Chris. Uh, We're microscopic. Just a little shorter, yeah. Yeah, and who? And we have this fabulous guest with us today. Today we are joined by Vernon Tanjay, also known as Spoo Willoughby. And uh, boy, I have been I've been wanting to have him on our little show since we started but i wanted to make sure that we were good at it first so that we do a good right. job and right. now that right. time has come you wanted to see whether i had a physical condition that would set up a red flag <laughs> well i mean safety first first yeah. we have to worry about our health and safety and then if everything seems okay then we can proceed and now we're proceeding yeah it's it's momentous well, and which do you prefer in conversation, Spoo or Vern or Vernon? Uh, I don't know. I got sick of Vernon. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> pronounce the last name. I mean, my dad told me Tanjay, but he's not reliable because his dad, well, his dad wasn't Tanjay. His dad was named Quinn. This is like oh. stepfather stuff ah. my, for my dad. Uh, but, uh. It's homie Tanger, but you know, if, if it's French and it ends in GES, it would just be Tange. They wouldn't, hmm. they wouldn't, they wouldn't go Tanger. Would maybe, maybe you lost a little accent on the E somewhere along the lines. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and we probably won't call you Mr. Tanger. Okay. <laughs> All right. Those accents hey. tend to fall off if they're not securely fastened. It's um, been brought to my attention that, uh, um, there's another Tanger who just got drafted by the Chicago Bears. Oh. And he was like a tight end, but I think they're trying him out on a special teams. Really? Okay. So possibly a long-lost cousin? I don't know, but I just want to see what the announcers do with it. Yeah, maybe he's <laughs> a secret guess. agent. Maybe. Um, yeah. That's a weird way to do research on me, though. But it, it was just very weird, yeah. So... Um, uh, I'll just call you Mr. Tanger. Uh, I think I I'm think not Vernon, particular. I think how about Vernon? Well, Spoo Willoughby is your stage name. Is that Indiana is a hotbed of Spooism? 
everybody calls me Spoo there. <laughs> okay. So it depends what state you're in. Yeah, it's right. it's regional. State of con- it is state yeah. of confusion. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we are in Michigan, so oftentimes we will call you Vernon. And and I first met you online. You know I don't I don't know if I've ever met you in person, but yeah, you you were kind enough to come into our online open mic night a couple of years back, and um, man, just blown away with your performances. Really? Songs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The sheer, the sheer um, brute force of your songs <laughs> are like it's like getting run over by a song, and then you know, so that that should I come with a label of some sort? Yes, definitely a warning label. A print, parental advi- advisement. Buckle yeah. yourself in, um, and get ready. And but that's the thing is, it's at first it's like wow, you know, Vernon is really really powerful performer. But then, you know, once you, you get accustomed to it, then you realize, wow, your songs are so cool. And I, I'm, I, I just love them. And They're fun and funny and witty. I'm getting ready for my Indianapolis trip uh, this weekend. You are so I found I had to like, a, I had to burn a lot of CDs because I was running out of uh, That's a good problem. It is. is. It? Huh. Yeah. It is, you know, when yeah. I first met Vernon, um, really, what, what would you say about six years ago, Vernon? You could plausibly say six. Yeah, and we both were invited to perform with with this band that's currently known as Mercury Salad. Oh, and I know were, them. Is that Brooke yeah, you, Chick? Yeah, and you were on <laughs> one side of the stage with this uh, like steel guitar thing. I was playing pedal steel for. Her. <laughs> yeah, and I was playing. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if it was Cajon or, or a drum set. But, oh, uh, really? Yeah. I, and, uh, I remember I you Dave, had a drum set. Yeah, I think Dave Falk was, was on stage at the same time, right? That guy sits in with everybody. I know, I know. But it was, it was a fun gig, and I, I had a, a, lot, a lot of time to talk to you um, prior to the performance. And, hey. and it okay. was fun. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Uh, do you want to hear? Did I tell you my Dave Falk story? You you sure can. Did yeah, I tell it? it? Oh, I haven't heard it. No, not on the podcast. At the time, he was doing an open mic. Uh, is it right on Woodward, the Berkeley part? Uh, hmm. The something bean, uh, the roasted bean something. But he had an open mic there, and I went in. I was singing, and then when it was my turn, he walked up to me and he said, "Vernon, come over here. I want to talk to you." Uh oh. <laughs> And then I went over to the corner. I thought, you know, and he, and he said to me, Vernon, as loud as we're talking now, that's how loud you should sing. <laughs> well, isn't that some friendly advice? I, I guess he's never been to the opera. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Or possibly a punk concert. Right. But, um, right. Yeah, that is that. Boy, uh, and and how has that advice worked out for you? Is that I, I wasn't really taking it, oh. but I think I just spooked a woman and she complained to him. <laughs> yeah. An older lady. Sometimes you, you are... gotta you gotta play hard to want. You know, <laughs> if just anybody can like you, how exclusive is that? That's oh, right. Dear. Right, yeah, and your 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 lyrical and musical presentation is well noticed 
Is this true? Yeah. Indeed. Indeed it is. You're in, you're in the audience, so I have to trust you because I don't yes. want to rely on my own perceptions. It's true. It's difficult. And yeah. um, you got to, yeah, you got to listen to your, you do like a focus group, you know, you get yeah. a marketing department mm-hmm. in and then they bring all the people in and they'll tell you if you're doing okay. And uh, oh, according, wow. according to our surveys, yes, you are. Who buys very, donuts? Yeah. <laughs> um, the usually interns. the guest of honor. Yeah, the intern. <laughs> Spoo, when did you start playing guitar and banjo and oh. steel guitar and did I not tell you this story? Uh, I don't not know. on this podcast. It was I think I was a sophomore or junior in high school. Okay. Uh, it was like nineteen seventy three, nineteen seventy four in there. And uh <laughs> my parents were wouldn't give me an allowance. So I uh I'd go to school and I'd meet with all the students and they'd order records for me. And I'd go mm. to the mall and I'd steal the records for them, bring them to school. <laughs> and, uh, we, and they got a big, they got a steep discount. I'm going to tell you. Oh, it's, it's, the only, it's the only time I've been self-employed in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, business nice how long, the, how long did that how long did that career last i'll tell you exactly how long. uh it was it all came undone because george harrison oh george yeah he came out with this record called all things must pass oh, and it was no. like three records in a box and i like had two of those under my shirt and they were oh. sticking out everywhere. Oh, so, man. <laughs> it was George Harrison was my undoing. Yeah, you got to watch out for those box sets. They're, they're yeah. difficult, difficult to and, smuggle. And you also learned that all things must pass. Well, I guess I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, my parents had to get me out of jail. Yeah. Um, I was released in the custody of my parents. And they like... <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they grounded me for like six months, uh-huh. and my brother had a guitar and a Mel Bay and a Mel Bay chord book, and that's okay. when I started uh, playing guitar. <laughs> under because house, of your jail experience, under yeah. house arrest, yeah, it's a good time to uh, to learn guitar. Hey, I ever play you that song about a uh, he had gills like a carp. You did just recently. <laughs> that is that was such a good song. I had not heard. I, I was it. making up lyrics for your song while you were singing it. That's it. That's what it was. <laughs> and every time I'd play a song, you'd come back in and be like, "I have some better lyrics for you." Yeah. And then no, no, were... I would have little backup backup singing parts. Like that was assassination, baby. It was like between what you were singing. Yeah, you know, well, well, you know what? When I have, when I go on tour and I need like the Chrisettes, you know, the backing, <laughs> the girls that, that, that sing, I, that is exactly what I'm going to do. Oh, man. So um, let's, let's continue with your musical journey. You are, you're under house arrest for uh, smuggling <laughs> too many George Harrison uh, albums. Oh, if it wasn't a triple album, I'd I'd still be in that business. <laughs> you could franchise it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what and, we do. 
And so you learned you learned the Mel Bay book, and then what happens? Did you did you start a band or? Oh, you know, there's one whole side of that record, uh, one whole side that, that's just them wanking around with guitars. <laughs> it's just seriously. Doo-doo. Yeah, they just they just blow that. No, I have to look this up now. Yeah. Oh, you know Johnny Winter. I do. Uh, he had a record. It was a double record, but he only had enough material for three sides. Unlike George Harrison, he just left it blank. There were no grooves or anything. I used to have that record. Really? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. Really? So like when you wanted it to be really quiet, you just put that side on (laughs) and then crank it up. You know, let's just hear the silence blasting. I guess that's what silence sounds like. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, Johnny, Johnny Winter puts a great show on. I saw him twice. Oh, man. That's true. Uh, uh, oh, wasn't it Lou Reed? He had a side four, and it was just metal sounds, that, and it kept skipping back to the beginning. It was, I, just, it was just like industrial noise. He's definitely done some albums where I think that maybe he was under contract to do the album and didn't oh. feel like it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's like, there you go. There's an album. No, but it was set up that Suck when it got that. to the end, the needle would come right back to the beginning, so it never ended. Really? Yeah. I don't know how they did that exactly. <laughs> that is amazing. That was your new reading. That was Lou, Lou Reed. Well, that's another thing I have to look up. I saw him at the uh, Harrisburg Farm Arena. <laughs> was it just Lou Reed solo, or was it with the Velvet Under, Underground? Uh, it was. Uh, it wasn't Velvet Underground, but it, it's the same band. He he did that song. It was at the same time that song. Uh, Walk on the Wild Side. It yeah. was right when that record came out. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think he was with with the. the he had some kind of very long. He had some kind of pickup band or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think you know when when your band is is uh, formed around doing drugs, those, these things don't tend to last very long. Oh, um, who's little... the guy who played viola? Who's the viola player in the in the band? I don't know. The I Welsh no guy. Uh, John. Uh, John Luconti? No, no. It was John Cale. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Honestly, he played any, viola. Anybody playing a viola clearly needs help. So. I saw him play at uh, CBGB's. Really? Why am I just talking about this shit? <laughs> I don't we can talk we're about whatever to, we want. This is not. I thought we were not, going to talk about songwriting as a craft. You know what? I, and by craft, I mean cheese. <laughs> really, I'm more of a craft beer person, but okay. beer and cheese go well together. Look, this is just three musicians sitting around talking about music and or whatever we want. There is no agenda. I am not checking boxes. All right. Now, just answer the question, sir. Okay. Where were you in 1976? <laughs> so I we want to talk about viola players at CBGBs. I'm, I'm down for that. Uh, answer to your first question. On July 4th, 1976, 
I was on the steps. I was on the steps of the U.S. Capitol watching these fireworks. Wow, the bicentennial! I I remember that. Yeah, that was a big deal. They had a special quarter and everything, so <laughs> it was a huge deal. Jimmy Carter was president. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Remember those days? You know, Jimmy Carter is still alive. He's the, Funny, the oldest. No? He's the oldest living president I think that's ever been. Man, and Andrew Johnson, he's he has he's been dead for years. He's not still alive like a. I don't even think Johnson cracks the top ten. Okay. So you know. Yeah. But no, uh, Jimmy Carter. He's he's even older than the Queen. He won. USA. Uh, USA. I think he's even older than Joe Biden. No, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> that's... My parents both died at age ninety-six. Really? Yeah, that, yeah. They were living is... in Florida even. They went the whole way. Wow, they really did it up. Well done. That's 96 was the queen. There was a store my dad liked down there. Uh, uh, it was called uh, 94 Forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, Forever 94. Yeah, oh, those were the <laughs> Those were the the old days. <laughs> oh. So I want to know. They were married for 70 years. That's amazing. It's a long time. It's not my fault. I was trying to do everything I could to bring that down. Well, how disappointing. I want to end this dynasty. Get on to the next. Oh. So, but, uh, no, you called me a musician earlier, and that. That makes me wince because um, you, when you meet a musician, <laughs> you know how lame you are, you know, musically. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I was just playing with all my friends and stuff, and then I got in this uh, in a band with this guy called uh, the amazing Johnny Polanski. Good name. Uh, we were in a band, and... Um, He's like a professional guitarist now in L.A. He, he, played, really? he played on Neil Diamond's record. I mean, nice. And like he was, he would just start playing uh, something he heard on a record. And I said, "Hey, can you do that Johnny Winter lick from from the second side of?" And he just and he just play it off the top of his head. He didn't even have to process it. He just nice. knew how to do it. Yeah, no, those guys, they, they make it hard for me to call myself a musician. Yeah. You know, I feel yeah. like a fraud. But no, Vernon, technically, you play an instrument, you're a musician. That is that is the only bar you have to clear, and it's official. So you don't have to be a good musician. Nobody's asking for any adjectives in this description. Oh. We're musicians, damn it, and you can't prove that we're not. Uh, right after my confinement, um... I uh, I forget what I was saying, <laughs> but it was historical. Yeah, that's when you learn how to play guitar. Yeah. You know, then, then no, the, I know what I was saying. Uh, the December after I got out of uh, <laughs> the lockdown, uh, I got they gave me a banjo for Christmas. Hmm. I still have it. It's kind of it's big light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough little guys, aren't they? I had a resonator with it, but it just smashed like a 
Like, oh no! Like a porcelain glass, or I don't know. A hmm. resonator? Aren't those metal? No, no. You, uh, like this. This one yeah. has like an empty back, but if you're playing like bluegrass, there's something that screws on and off behind okay. it to like focus the sound more outward. Like a little drum thing. Yeah, well, it's on a drum head, but there's kind of a, you know, the, you know how you, they talk about the back of the guitar when you look inside of it, and that's sort of how it ricochets out. And, yeah. Like the sound bounces around. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sort of that. But it makes the uh, banjo louder and more annoying. <laughs> well, that, that's perfect. Definitely where you want to go with this. I try not to play with the goose. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on mute. <laughs> play uh, quiet banjo. Yeah. So you learn guitar, and then you learn banjo. You are a multi-instrumentalist. Uh I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna damp this down. <laughs> Wait a minute, no, no. And you also said you were playing pedal steel. Oh yeah, I got a pedal steel. That's the only hmm. time I ever took the music lessons. Was for pedal steel. Oh. Yeah, I never had guitar lessons or anything else, but for that actually, but why I had piano lessons when I was in second grade. Hmm. Well, that's always helpful. Yeah. So what are there any other instruments that uh you play poorly? <laughs> uh I, I, I used to have an accordion, I'd play a little bit of that. I do some keyboards, but uh what I really like is playing best is playing the washboard. The washboard. <laughs> oh, I can't play that at all. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a trombonist. Was I talking about this? No. I, I was, <laughs> I was on the TV. They had a, uh, you know, Spike Jones and his City Slickers. Oh yeah, um, that they feature the trombone. Yeah, this one guy playing trombone was playing trombone, and every time he did this, his pants would go down, and when he did this, <laughs> they would come back up. And that's when I wanted to be a trombonist. I thought, that's what I'm about. That is me. <laughs> that's my whole thing there. Speaks to me. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, I, I confess I felt the same way. And um, luckily, well, I when I got into junior high, they're like, oh, do you want to play in the wind ensemble? And I'm like, yeah. And um, I want to play trombone. And I got uh -huh. talked out of it, thankfully. Mainly oh. because it's a, that is a big instrument. I was this tiny little kid. I would have probably huh? died trying to get this thing on the bus. <laughs> so we all dodged a bullet on that one. Um. So yeah, you said you were playing with uh, playing with some other folks. Is that then, or am I jumping timelines? Oh, what are we talking about? Right? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Then it doesn't matter. Nope, it does not. <laughs> it makes no difference whatsoever. I'll Aww. fix it all in editing. I'll put everything in chronological yeah, order. Yeah, it'll all come out in post. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So um, when did you uh, start writing your own songs? Or did you start that off right away? Was it easier than learning songs? Or did it take uh, you a while? 
I, I wrote a couple of songs in high school, but <laughs> oh, I um, <laughs> I was doing some musical theater in high school, <laughs> hmm. and uh, that's when I I wrote a couple of songs then. Don't do you still play them now, or are they long forgotten? Oh, I was in this musical. Uh, Anything goes by uh, Cole Porter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I learned this song from that. Well, never mind. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Like, oh, it's uh, he wrote by Cole Porter. It's uh, let's misbehave. Yes, mm. they could. They couldn't use that song in the movie. Oh, sorry. It's getting late As we wake my poor heartaches on So that was a little too racy for your high school, was it? Wait, how did I get on the Cole Porter thing? You're talking was, about uh, school uh, school musical you well, played in. I, w- no. I was asking you about uh, yeah. when was the first, what were the first songs you wrote? Oh, the, it was right then uh, while I was in that play, and I think I wrote this one called The Mystery Meat. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, there's a restaurant across the street, and I was washing dishes there. And uh, there was this Puerto Rican guy named Santo, so I wrote a song about him. Hmm. And and I don't know. Was it Mystery Meat and Santos? Yeah. Your first song? They all sucked. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's... I couldn't even learn from Cole Porter. Hey, that's that's hard. That is a high bar, you know. We all suck compared to that. But no, it's like you know, growing as an artist, it's it's stepping stones. You know, your next song is always going to be better than your last, I guess, unless you know you're losing it. (laughs) Stop. Oh yeah, that's like a U-turn. 
Oh. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to – the stories of your youth, they are, they are a thing of legend. You know, we, we have oh. an opportunity uh, to talk about them, unless you don't want to. Oh, uh, right this time I moved to Chicago, I, I met this guy named Chris Bataille. Still, he repairs my guitar sometimes. But uh, he, like, took me to this playground. He used to hang out in this kid behind his old school. And uh, he made me get down on my back, and we kind of crawled on our backs under the monkey bars. And he said, look, I wrote this. And it said, B-Roy beats up smaller white kids. <laughs> well, that's disconcerting. Well, I, I hope you be, you uh, got out of there uh, safely. Oh yeah, it was Evanston. It was yeah. Uh. So that's you grew up in around Chicago. No. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I was born on, uh, Long Island, uh, at Nassau County Hospital. It's in this town called Mineola. It's the uh, county seat of Nassau County. And, um, uh, I lived in this place called Hempstead. There's lots of simmering racial things going on. <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> and um, when I was 10, I moved to York, Pennsylvania. And uh, I lived there for a long time. Well, yeah, York, Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> and then when I got out of high school, I went to college in New York City. Uh, really? NYU. Yeah, I was much of NYU. <laughs> and then um, back in Pennsylvania afterwards, and I wound up here and there. And um, I was in this bar, and I ran into this guy I know. Wait, I should be talking about songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we can always circle back. I mean, you know, but but taking a look at your roots, a straight uh, line is you know not always the the fastest way to get there. But, anyway, uh, I met this guy I knew from high school. His name's Hotham, and he said he'd give me twenty dollars if I drove him down to the Maryland shore. Okay. So I said, okay, grasping cheap back then, and um. He was like trying to get a job at this place called Frontier Town, and it was like an old West town, mm-hmm. and they'd have like gunfights in the street and stuff. Oh hell! And yeah. uh, he said he was going to get me a job uh, driving the choo-choo, but then someone else got that. And then he said, "Maybe I can get you a job playing piano in the saloon, so the girls can sing." Yeah. And. But someone had that job too. <laughs> and uh, then a guy said, Well, if you want to make money, you should get on these clam boats that pull into the harbor here. That's where you make your money. Enough 
four days out, you'll be your pockets will be jangling. Um, so I was sat on a dock for like four days waiting for a, a clam boat to come in. They'd come into the harbor and say, no, we're not hiring this time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty successful job hunt so far. Uh, really wait, we can talk. Why don't we talk nuts, nuts and bones? All right. Uh, it'll help me focus instead of just blathering off. That's we're here to blather. Whatever you want to blather about, you want you want to talk about songwriting. It's that, your podcast. You are our special guest, sir. It oh. is all about you. It is like the queen's funeral here, except you're alive. <laughs> I shouldn't even be holding a guitar. <laughs> so, um, how did you end up in Detroit? <laughs> Okay. No, no, I um, I was going to this college in Chicago. It's called Malcolm X, mm. and uh, I was studying radiography. Mm. And I, I I passed everything, and then I sat for my boards, and I did well, and I got, you know, but I couldn't find any work. Mm. Oh, and in then, that uh, area. I got a. <laughs> I applied to this job. Uh, this guy in Detroit, he hired me. Cool. And uh, was I talking about this? He, Maybe. He was it's like, all right. You could talk about something twice. He was, <laughs> it's all right. He was like taking, uh, going into people's houses and x-raying them. And he had this truck oh. he was going around in. He got for oh. like 500 bucks. Mobile x-ray. And, um, and <laughs> they were like, you know, this, the, uh, the salt kind of wears away the floorboards of the car and you can see outside you can see yeah. this pavement oh yeah he, he like had me sitting in the back but uh it was like in a lawn chair and when he hit the curve i'd be sliding oh. along the metal oh. bottom <laughs> and oh, one of the man. legs would go through like where it was rusted out and i'd have to and would cast me out of my chair um you went to school for that Oh man! Hey, I took an X-ray of uh, what's her name? Oh, I can't remember her name now. Oh, damn it! She used to sing with Marvin Gaye. Gladys Knight. What? Gladys Knight. No, not Gladys Knight. Uh, well, Tammy Terrell usually sang with him, hmm. but uh, this um, Kim, Kim something. Kim Ware, I think. Mm. She sang on a. It takes two, baby. Mm -hmm. Me yeah. and you. I don't uh, know who that song. I, I know the song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what brought you to the city. Um, Man, that was a HIPAA violation. Yeah, it sounds. <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, but uh, you know what? Hold on, I'm looking this up. Oh, it takes to Marvin Gaye. Oh, so you took her X-ray? Is that is that what you is that where this is going? Yeah, I took a chest X-ray of Kim Weston. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so it was all worth it. Yeah. yeah. My God. So no, I, but I'm just. 
I think I'm just running at the mouth, sort of. It, that's that's the whole point. That is what we are here to do. You're so self-conscious. I don't know if I don't know if this is you know. There's no format. <laughs> you're really you're like, am I doing okay? I just, but this is a normal like human this. activity. Well, all right. Let, let let me explain podcast to you. So what what happens is you know now that we're kind of all alone living inside, you just want to hear people talking in the background. And that's what podcasts do. It just sounds like yeah. there's other people. You're in a cafe, but but you know, it's like white noise. Yeah, we're like the right. people at the table next to you that you're gonna go home and be like, "Whoa, these there were these weird dudes at the cafe next <laughs> to me talking about all sorts of crazy stuff." That is that is this. It's like not like an interview where we're trying to. You're not pushing an album. I mean, are you? Do you have you have any big musical releases coming up? Uh. No one told me. All right. Well, then we'll put a pin in that. You know, I'll call yeah. my producer. And he does I, have balloons, though. That's balloons right. I got. Your merch. Your merch deserves. And he gave me a tank of helium to go with them. Oh. Really? Do you have any left? I think I do. <laughs> I think I have a, everything's left, in short. Uh, you know what? This and, and the Spoo Willoughby's placemats? Really? Really? Nice. You I got mazes in there. Wow. It's a whole activities for the yeah. kids. That's a really smart piece of merch. I hadn't considered that, but it's brilliant. That's um, amazing. Word search. Yeah. You could, you could look for Spoo and Willoughby. And then that's it. That's all the words in the search. You know, you don't want to make it too oh. easy. I was looking at uh, your Spotify. and um, My what? Well, keep it clean. So there's, so we're doing a podcast, and there's uh -huh. this, there's also this company called Spotify that play. You can put your music on it, and people listen to music and podcasts and things. And you have one, whether you know it or not. There's three albums. Three of your albums are available online. Um, Meatball Bound to Earth. Oh, um, what's my last? There's one that it, it looks. Oh, hold on. I'm going to have to go to your page now. Uh, Meatball Bound to Earth, uh, Journeys Through Obscurity. Oh. And then there's a I think that's album. the one I was, uh, I think that's the one I was burning on the laptop all day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's got a great cover. You, you, uh, clearly, uh, yeah, it's your own artwork, uh, which is yeah. wonderful. I, My life's I been so artwork. chaotic, but I realized it was because... I have the uh, hobo stank on me. Is that good? No, people. <laughs> sometimes you get a little stank, and then sometimes it goes away, and sometimes it just grows. Hmm. I mean, is that good musically, though? Because, you know, your music, you don't want it to be too pure, too clean. You got to put some stank on it, you know? Oh. But yeah, journey. So, so what I wanted to ask you this this is a question, by the way, that is it has a correct answer, and I'm marking it down. You will be graded. So you have uh, Meatball Bound to Earth, Journeys Through Obs Obscurity, and there's a live album too. But they all say uh, released in 2020, which is I assume when somebody it's put you them now on Spotify, <laughs> which is because yeah. that was just two years ago. But uh -huh. I'm guessing these weren't recorded two years ago. Um, oh no, there's one. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So I'm writing this down. What what years are these? Were these actual recorded for copyright purposes? Uh, uh, I'm bad with years. It's always it's always kind of like a you know horseshoes. Yeah, I think I can just you know, get close decade. enough. Decade is close enough. Yeah. Oh. I tell you about when my mom made me run after the chicken in the minefield. Yes, you did. <laughs> it was right. a roaster. Well, I'm we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that. If you remember when when they were recorded, I'll write it down later. Um <laughs> Did I? Oh, did I touch my nose? <laughs> yes, that means uh, abort. Abort. <laughs> oh my God! I I I have been through. I I have listened to um all of your stuff. Uh, I think journeys through obscurity. That's that's really that has got so many good songs. That was like a compilation of all the little cassette things I put out over the years. Mm. Is that it? I sold a lot of cassettes. That's how people know me. From the cassettes. You'd be you like, know, when you sell Willoughby, a cassette, I have you, should also, cassettes. you should also sell a pencil and, and some scotch tape. Oh. oh I know like talking. in the old days. Oh, yeah. You could scotch tape over it, and then you could tape over it if you wanted. Because yeah. there's yeah. notches on top. Right. That's right. So in case you need a blank tape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can just fill the notches in. And then, see? Now it's worth now it's worth something. Oh. I used to repair uh, cassettes with scotch tape. They break <laughs> and there'd be a little skip, of course. But oh, you, you know oh, the, you, the pencil the, and the tape were essential. When the tape separates, yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta, you gotta. Oh, oh boy! But <laughs> this is, is this stressing you out? I feel bad. <laughs> you like for a while like, I was doing like a really nervous. For a while I was doing a projection. Which is an easy job. I was projecting these huge projectors, and um, but sometimes, you know, they get loose and they and you can't keep up with them. But they're like chewing itself up, and yep. you got to stop it before it keeps on rolling. But it yep. keeps on rolling. <laughs> it's like it's piling up on the floor at some points. <laughs> That sounds stressful. Yeah, I would not be a good projector. That would I would just panic. And I've always panic. been very alert. <laughs> it's good to be alert. The world needs more alerts. So yeah. I am checking out what your album Gumby's. Locomotive. Oh my god, Gumby's locomotive may be my my favorite song of yours it may be i'm not certain if it is yeah There's definitely a few contenders it is the first song i remember because yeah as i said your performances are just so powerful oh. sometimes i forget to listen and then <laughs> this is the first one where i like really listen to it and it paints such an amazing picture of talking about gumby's train yeah but I re that used to be a thing when i was a kid you'd always see like some famous car like in the fair or sometimes in the shopping mall right mm -hmm. like you go down to henry ford and you could see the car that kennedy was shot in oh yeah <laughs> man i'd pay a lot to see that oh it's right there you can <laughs> you see don't it have whenever. to pay much 
It's in Dearborn. You could just go down and see it. They have they have the chair Lincoln was shot in too. I I'm not oh, really sure wow. exactly what Henry Ford was into, but uh, clearly death chairs was his thing. Man, you're so, getting softer. You're like that other guy. You start getting softer. Oh really? Chaw. Well, maybe I'll just yell then. Okay. But um. Yeah, it's so, just my headphones. I so got them go around. <laughs> so instead of going to Henry Ford, like they would just bring these famous cars to shopping malls and stuff. Yeah. Like it was <laughs> a feature. You go and see, yeah, you get to you get to go to the mall and see a famous car. <laughs> I remember shopping malls. Yeah. But uh yeah, that is that's one of my favorites. They arrest you if you try to take something. Really? Well, that's why you have to take small things. All right. <laughs> if you start if you start going overboard with the triple albums, then That's where know, the money was. It's no guts, no glory, you know. Mm. I guess you gotta take a little chance. But yeah, like you're trying to uh trying to sneak out of the mall with uh, the famous car under your shirt somebody's gonna <laughs> notice you know the batmobile oh man that always do they have the monsters car oh that would be incredible i don't i don't think so i at least not when the last time i was there that would be so good uh, well they had a they there was an episode of the monsters where they they were racing they they were in a car race mm-hmm. and uh, they had that car it was called dragula Oh, and, um, I, that was the Monsters movie. Is that what it oh, was? Oh, I think it was. Yeah. 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 Oh, so good. Oh. But yeah, I always wondered how they got the car into the mall. Because, you, well, I was a kid then, so I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't as smart about how you move cars in and out of things. But it's like, I just walked through these doors, and there's a car there. It's like a ship in a bottle car in a mall <laughs> you know how how did that happen but now i i assume there's you know there's doors oh. somewhere by the loading dock do you remember the episode where freda has to have an operation on his ulcer it was yeah, from monsters <laughs> yeah you mean herman yeah no. that guy it was fred gwen yeah right. fred gwen yeah. right yeah would do great jobs i don't <laughs> remember that episode uh uh, Such a good what happened? monster. Uh, well, he uh, they they couldn't use the scalpel because it kept bending and. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I don't Maybe know. I, right. I yeah. That's it. That could have happened. You know what? <laughs> I believe it. So they needed some grandpa magic. <laughs> yeah. um, oh. So I I, ha- I have some questions about songwriting. Okay. I have been I've been trying to write songs and I'm doing a terrible job. So um, in any, I mean, you should go into radiography. <laughs> you know what? I actually did. I w- it was nuclear medicine though. Oh yeah. I took I took like three months. It seemed like three years of nuclear medicine training, and I quit because it was it was like the worst thing. I have ever experienced in my entire life. It was it was inhumane. But I mean not the radiation. 
the nuclear stuff was so cool. I could have played with radiation all day long. <laughs> that had my name all over it. But then I had oh. to go out and start working with sick people. That ain't right. You know, <laughs> that's like all these poor sick people. And like, oh, that's nice. They're sick people. We're going to help them. What do I have to do? You have to perform all these tests on them. <laughs> like, that doesn't, I mean, in theory, that sounds like a good thing. But in practice, you know, poking and prodding on people who already are having a bad day, it just, it did not give me the warm fuzzies, you know. I did not, I did not go home from work after that going, wow, I really, I really made the world a better place today. Now, now I'm a programmer and I go home knowing that I really didn't make a big difference either way. And I think that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, it's, the world's not much worse, not much better. I could deal with that. Um, wow. Wow. But is that, does, that, does that describe um, radiography? Was it, was it similar or was <laughs> my experience kind of unique? <laughs> oh, no. I, I can see where you're coming from. All right, so, um, you know, I've been, uh, we, Mike and I, I've been working with Mike on originals for several years now, and I've been having a hell of a great time. Um, Mike is a delightful lyricist, and I like writing music, and his, his music is really creative, and it really inspires me, and, and uh, I really appreciate that. If I don't tell you that often enough, Mike, I'm telling <laughs> you, you now. It is Thank you. even after uh, all these years I, I I've got to still... check my oven. I think there's a couple of brats in there. I'll be right back. <laughs> We're having a moment here. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so well, they've been in the oven this whole time. <laughs> well, they're just gonna have to wait. Uh, <laughs> anyhow. Um, so I've been trying to work on some lyrics of my own now that I kind of been seeing how it's done. And and I really do like a lot of your lyrical work. And I was just mine. Yes, yeah. yours. I it is very, it is both sort of clever and outrageous at the same time. And <laughs> I I like that combination. We call that outclacious. <laughs> well, you know, you paint a nice picture story um, with words. Uh. So right now I am one of the songs that I'm working on lyrically. Um, maybe you could give me a little advice on it's uh, it's called Peanut Butter Pickles and Whiskey, and and it's a song that Peanut I'm Peanut Butter Pickle with a what now? Peanut Butter Pickles and Whiskey. Oh, is the name of the song and the point is that is, the brine? No, don't drink the brine, man. You know how salty that is and vinegary. Yeah. And, and dil dillish. Dillish. <laughs> so what what I wanted to write this song about was like when it's it's kind of late at night and the stores are closed and you haven't gone to the grocery store and you're hungry. You know, what do you end up eating? What is your late night dinner? And peanut butter is like there's always some in the jar i can usually find a jar of pickles and you know whiskey that lasts forever that'll oh. that'll outlive the, all of us and i'm trying to like paint a picture of i'll tell you one thing okay uh i've got the title for you whatever it is all right let's hear it it's called the crow in the fog 
Oh, that sounds the crow really in the deep. fog. Yeah. Fifteen dollars, please. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. That's, What's that's it about? Only, that's only three dollars a word. That's your okay. job. Ah. Oh. Crow in the fog. That is. No it's the. I'm it's like that. the. Uh, you can bill me. It's like the Fountains of Wayne hotline. I listened to that today. <laughs> yes. That was so good. The people he's getting on the phone. If Mike, if you haven't heard that, it is it what, is delightful. What was the song again? It's called The, the Fountains, Fountains of Wayne, of Wayne. Hotline. Yeah, it's like this guy, he's he's been writing songs for years and he hasn't had any success. So he's struggling through the song and periodically he calls his hotline and they give him uh, advice on how to write his song. And then he takes it. Nice. And like that's the song kind of evolves that way. It's really oh, very cool. fun song. But it is well, kind the, of song. It was, song it was uh, that whole corporation was built up by the fountains of Wayne. Hmm. The guys in the group. I yeah I don't I I don't know that I've ever heard the band. I mean oh, they're I've heard good. of them. They're really good. I mean that's why that's why he calls them. He wants he call a successful band that can write songs. Just they have all the hooks. Yeah. Many of them. So wait, songs have to have a hook? Uh, maybe no, only songs. successful ones. Oh, okay. All right. Only popular all right. songs need a hook. All right. So we're okay. In fact, that's Good. what we do. We're we're making it small in music. You start right. putting hooks in your songs. How long are you going to stay small? I know you're. Gonna, it's it's risking popularity. Yeah, you can't have that. Then no. suddenly it turns into a job. Ugh. Right. Right. Sounds awful. Oh yeah. So um. Oh crap! Well, I was I was gonna ask a a great question. Uh, I forgot what it was. Oh, I right, right. I have another. I have uh, another question about your many um recording uh stuff. Um, you were on a compilation called Snockument. Snockument. Yeah, that's Michael Hurley. Michael Hurley, I, you know, I wasn't, that for, I wasn't that familiar with his work before you mentioned that. His first record came out in 1963 oh, uh, wow. on, on Smithsonian Folkways. <laughs> and then he like, uh, he put out a couple records. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> How did you uh, get involved in this? They, well, just listened, somebody just called you up out of I listened to a lot of, of his blue. records. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorite rec songwriters. And then, like, when I was in the group with Rich, Rich, oh, you like this guy? So he called him up and that worked a couple gigs with him. Oh, cool. <laughs> He's got some great titles to his records. Like uh, Parsnips Snips. <laughs> oh, nice. Um a lot of these the he records like in his house. <laughs> released Ancestral it. Swamp. Oh, Idacon yeah. Snock. I, yeah. Great titles. Oh, yeah. And he also writes these comic books. He's, he, he's got all these wolves he's always drawing. And, okay. Cool. Uh, they're called the Boone and Jocko. They're wolves. So he was a big, big influence on... on some of your songwriting? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, there's uh, 
record they put out last year. His nickname is Doc Snock. Uh-huh. He likes people who him Doc Snock. <laughs> but uh, this record came out last year. It was kind of a tribute to Michael Hurley, and it was called Snockument. Makes sense. And they have me playing a song of his on there, and they've got a... <laughs> uh, can't remember their names. Hmm. Uh, Who? Who's that so, girl? She does some. Uh, she plays piano, dark air. Um, um that's we're, oh. go, we're gonna need more information. <laughs> uh, she she does a cover of this uh early song about a werewolf. Huh. It says Stacy Early. No, that was my wife. Oh, that's she your wife? She sang with me on that. She sang with you. Oh, okay. That was well, my not... wife. That wasn't her. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not sure who you're trying to think of, so... Oh. Uh, Just fish in here. Sorry, but no, it's not you, Michael Hurley, it's not you, Yeah. I'm... Okay, I'm looking it up. Yeah, it says Yola Tango did a song. Yola Tango's on it, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it says released uh, July sixteenth, twenty twenty one. I it's only vinyl um, for right now, but uh, it's like Cat Power. Cat Power. That's who I was trying to think of. Okay. No, this looks really great. I've been wanting to listen to it, but they haven't released it digitally yet. It says the on Chicken the Chokers. Oh the yeah, they didn't. I, I had a record by the Chicken Chokers at one point. Really? I'm not yeah, familiar with their work. Oh. It says that it's going to be digitally released sometime in 2022, this year. You know that's that show, uh, uh, Deadwood? Remember that? I do remember Deadwood. Yeah. Yeah, they had a early song at the end. Really? It was about the Hog of the Forsaken. That was their closing credits music. Really? All the forsaken has no reason to cry. He got to sue the angels falling from on high. He ain't waiting for no answer. He's baking woeful pie. Pie of eyesight, pie of light. Oh, that pie. The pie of by and by. You know, you know I... any song about pie is my favorite song. <laughs> well, definitely... You know, you've written you've written some songs that feature food a lot. I've noticed. You know, some of the popular ones. Uh, you know, the eating a lot of the I I can eat a mess of chicken. That's yeah. a great song. Oh, um, that was one of the first songs I wrote. That hmm. is like that's almost like your signature song, man. It's so good. I I I I use cursive when I do my signature. Good. Well, that's good. They kids don't teach today, that in schools anymore. Kids today don't even know how. And like, wow. what else? Like, so yeah, I a few years back, I was listening to your stuff a lot, and I learned your song "Beans and Biscuits," and that that may be my favorite food-related song that you've done. Um, oh, well, this most... was the best time to be a kid. Me and my pals, we're we're like a pack of wolves. Hmm. <laughs> 
So it was good for you, not necessarily for the victims of the wolves. No. no. Were you were you causing trouble? Uh, uh, kinda. <laughs> Only good trouble. But uh, yeah, what? Else? I was hiding out a lot in the graveyard. Mm. <laughs> There's plenty of places to hide in a cemetery. That's true, and not right. not a lot of people to bother. There, yeah. uh, and that's that's isn't that a little spooky? <laughs> oh, you gotta stop! <laughs> <laughs> I already did. <laughs> right, well, but then he'll start again. You know, if these oh, things are cyclic, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's we'll all get through it. Um, <laughs> I was... You know what I? It's you know it's like music. People nowadays, they don't really listen to songs. I mean, it's the worst time to be a songwriter. People are sick of songs. Uh, are they don't they, really, though? people don't listen to songs. They listen to a sound they like. So all the records kind of give them that sound that gives them the feeling. You know what I, I mean, mean? There's definitely some of that. I mean, especially like, you know what, what do I hate? Like EDM electronic dance music oh and well, yeah, you're not a dancer no i may be a lover but i ain't no dancer and but the thing about edm i guess i don't want to maybe i'm sure they're very talented people doing it but you no know, i i i feel what you're saying is like what's interesting is the sounds not the music you yeah. know it's like oh listen to this cool sound well, i made it's just people don't know to listen for a melody or something it is right. true but i mean as much as is that is the case and i think i mean that's maybe some of the criticism that uh you know rap music might get because you kind of lose when you're just talking rhythmically you're going to lose some of the melody but i do think that there are still a lot of very melodic really good groups out there and especially because you know sort of we're we talking about christopher it? cross I love Christopher Cross. <laughs> what a what beautiful melody! <laughs> Didn't he do the the? the do you remember the Yacht Rock? I, I remember, remember Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. Yeah. I loved Yacht Rock. Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh, that's why I wrote that on a house where he had the picture of himself by the harbor, and I put Yacht Rock because <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a yacht rocking guy in there. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I'd be, Bob's music was re, is really yacht rock, but it could be. I mean, it's melodic enough. But no, I I do think that there's a lot. There's a lot of little subgenres out there. You know, there's Americana, and there's um, just and honestly, there's still like a lot of gospel folk, um, in and even some some pop is quite melodic and there's some really good singers out there. There's oh yeah. Some terrible ones too. But you know, I mean, that's kind of how it's always been, but you're right. EDM bleh, or like, you know, I was down in Melvindale and they're listening to something called poop skedaddle. <laughs> what was it called? Poops uh, skedaddle. Poop skedaddle. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what they call their music favorite. down there. <laughs> All right. Is that remember. anything like Skiffle? Oh, Skiffle. 
Well, you know, you follow it yeah. down river far enough, all you're going to get is poop skedaddle. Yes. <laughs> oh, I grew up on a Zug Island for a while. Did really? you? Yeah, isn't that, is that in Ohio? No. no, no. It's, it's between Detroit and Canada. It's, it's River um, Yeah, not too far from the Bablo Island. It's, it's near, uh, it's near the big refinery. <laughs> <laughs> the beer refinery? No, the big refinery. The, the big uh, refinery? Oh, well, that's how you know that the water is, is clear and beautiful. It's right by all the industrial effluents. Oh, man. I did see a Bablo boat down there. Mm-hmm. You know, th- they're recently. still down there. Really? Yeah, they're, st- they're still down there. I got and what lost. They do, what, what they do got now lost and is... ended up on the Bablo boat? No, what I saw it was like they... sitting in a canal. Yeah. Huh. What do they do? What, they, what they do is um, they give tours now. You know, the, the, the previous Bablo Island boats. And, and so trippy they tours? Have, um, yeah. Um, the, you know, they, they have entertainment. They have dinner. You know, it's a whole thing just floating up and down the Detroit River. Oh. Fago remembers. They do. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been on the Bablo boat, but now it is just an just an unhappy memory. Yeah, I got the Probably. t-shirt. <laughs> That's is that what the t-shirt says? I've been yeah. on the Bablo boat, but now it's just an unhappy memory. No, That's there's a, a picture t-shirt. of a Bablo boat and uh, some kind of seafaring guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I took my kid down to the Detroit River just to hang out, and you know, we we took a boat tour, but we took the cheaper boat. The Bablo boat was a little beyond what I wanted to pay that day. Mm. Oh man! So was it in Delray? Boat. Oh, what's that? Was what's it that in? Is it in Delray? No, it was right downtown by the Renaissance Center. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. You know, they, they took us um, just you know, the other side of the bridge, took us all the way back to Belle Isle. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yes. Wasn't that the brother in a basket case? In basket case, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it's, and they have more similarities than that, let me tell you. Like, I, I, once I ran um, a marathon in Detroit. And uh, you're already straining my credulity. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's the Detroit, the Detroit half marathon is really cool. Like if you're gonna like go on a long run for some reason, I, I would recommend it. Cause you like start, you start in Detroit and then you run over the ambassador bridge into Windsor. You run around Windsor a little and you come back and you run under the tunnel and they give you, they time you, you can get your underwater mile time. So it's really neat. And then what if you have to take the uh, blue water bridge? <laughs> that, is, that is the ultra marathon. I'm not, I'm not up to that. So the half marathon does all that. And then the finish line is uh, the 50 yard line at Ford field. So it is, it is a really neat little marathon. Um, if you can find the parking, uh, I would recommend it. But then, so I did that and that was so great. I wanted to do it again. So I'm not going to do the full marathon. None of this 
13.1 miles. I'm going to run 26.2 miles. You know, I did 13.1 last year. So we're going to, we're going to make it harder and more miserable. So can I dissuade you in any way? Well, this has already happened. I've already made this mistake uh, and it will not happen again, which is, so what happens is you, you go over the bridge and you run around um, Windsor and then you come back and then where all the happy people doing the, the half marathon get to go to um, uh, Ford Field, all of the people who've chosen poorly get shuffled off onto Belle Isle. And <laughs> let me tell you, it was just abandoned and completely, <laughs> completely uh, not maintained. It was weird and gross. And then they sent us through, like, to get back to Ford Field at that point, we had to go through all of these abandoned industrial areas. <laughs> like, the first half was so nice, and the second half is post-apocalyptic. So, I, again, if you guys are thinking about running a marathon, just to, just to put it in there, but, no, Belle Isle, was, it, was, it was not worth it. Um, it was exactly like the twin brother from Basket Case. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's not like it was when I was a teenager. Oh. No, like my dad talked about it all the time. He grew up in Detroit, like as a kid. And, oh, he loved going there. They had an aquarium and all sorts they of they had a zoo. They had a zoo there. Oh. I've been to the aquarium. The aquarium is still there. They've got uh, somebody bought it and they're building it up a little bit. Well, that'd oh. be nice. Uh, is it yeah. dinosaur? I, no. I don't know that. But it, something might be dying on the shore, though. <laughs> so, you know what I did? I was out there for another reason. There was like a boat race or something in the yeah the hydroplane races. Yeah, yeah. Or were they? They were like offshore race. I don't know fast boat when, when we were young they had hydroplane races regularly every summer it was a big deal and some friends of mine were members at, at the detroit boat club so i got to hang out at the D detroit boat club where uh uh what's his name jj and dick the bruiser actually oh yeah hung out there that day and and uh you know it was a lot a lot of, it was really interesting watching the hydroplane races wow and is that oh. did they have a lot of yacht rock up yeah. there at the boat club they had this guy in a with a uh pogo stick and he like souped it up but it went so high he had to bring oxygen with him so that, that's hopping. exactly what happened i would pay to see that i want my <laughs> nuclear powered pogo stick clearly but uh i mean well the, the coming down part is tricky. You might need a parachute. Does it come with a parachute? That's uh, what I need to know. It's one of those little G.I. Joe ones. <laughs> oh, I threw so many G.I. Joes down the stairs with a terrible parachute. It's like, do these really work? <laughs> yeah, I no. had the G.I. Georges. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, the dollar store. The dollar store, yep, that's right. Oh, um, so this weekend is the 10th annual uh, Spoo Willoughby Hoedown and Corn Boil, if I am not mistaken. It's stressing me the hell out. <laughs> I, is that why? Because I told you we could put this off. I mean, we're not on a <laughs> deadline. 
And you're like, do I have to prepare? I'm like, nope. Okay. <laughs> so we're doing it. You know, I hate to put more on your plate before. I could, I could have done a lot of research. <laughs> yes. I don't know. You didn't show up prepared and you still can't tell me when those albums were recorded. So no, I, I don't have a good sense of years. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to give you a C minus that I'm ballparking everything in the past. I mean, yeah. What's a few decades. It's all kind of the same, but yeah. Tell us about, tell us about, I want to know more about the corn boil. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> That's my first it's, question. Why corn? Why boil? It's, uh, uh, there's this, uh, hardware store in Hammond and it's always been there thousands of years ago. You know that, <laughs> you know that Gene Shepard guy? He grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Christmas Story. Yeah, he grew up there. It was sort of about his town, which was Hammond. He calls it Homan, but Homan's a street in Hammond. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, this his great grand is his great grandfather's a hardware store, so you know it's ultra musty. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he decided he liked art, so he turned it into like a, like a gallery, a hardware, a hardware a store hardware with store. art. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds fantastic! And I was hanging out there a lot because they'd have these. Uh, what do you take when everybody brings food? Potluck. Potluck, yeah. Potluck and open mic every Thursday night so, at, the, at the artsy hardware store. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is, gets better and better. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was hanging out there and I, I sort of became a fixture somehow. But they all know me as Spoo. Right. Because <laughs> they're in Indiana. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all right. And in Indiana, people are known as Hoosiers. And yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. Oh, but uh, so, like, me that yeah. is, it's May. It's a hotbed of spooism. <laughs> There's so much spoo to spread around. Oh, and, and that's where that is where the corn boil is going to be. They just started having corn boils. Okay. And they decided I was in charge. But this guy, <laughs> this guy, his name's Dave Muir. He like runs it, and mm. he curates the corn. So he has to tell us what time of the year is peak corn. He's got to talk to some farmers. You know, Vern, your I corn gotta... connection. He's the um, curator of corn. The, you know, they've got art the and hardware and corn. Yeah. Oh, and I was talking to Millen a couple of days ago, and he mm -hmm. said, uh, Vernon, I said, is there anything to eat that's not corn? And they just looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> butter. I thought they told him there was a lot of butter, too. Yeah, well, we got butter and there's some salt with that. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, my God. Now, is the corn still on the cob or is it creamed corn out of a can? What, it's on the grill. Okay. Wait a minute. I the, thought it was boiled. The corn boil is on the grill. Got it. Well, they have to boil the corn before it gets to the grilling stage. Ah, they just yeah. finish it on the grill. Yeah, yeah. That sounds delicious, actually. 
Dude, when I was a kid, me? when I was a kid, my brother, uh, I don't know what happened. I had mumps or one of those diseases. And um, I was sick in bed. And my brother started making these tiny comic books. <laughs> it's about... <laughs> It's about a dragon uh, who likes corn on the cob. Uh, but every time he breathes, the cobs start uh, exploding. Oh, no. <laughs> Popcorn. Yeah. Oh, I forget That's his name. a great story. Yeah, but then the next one, he was like a gunslinger. <laughs> the dragon was like a gunslinger in the West. Makes sense. That's a progression. <laughs> and the last one I was reading, it was <laughs> it, the Japs were all in this fort, and he like had this plane, and he rammed the rammed the fort with his jet <laughs> to, to take it. <laughs> you know, they they sound like good reads. Yeah, <laughs> classic. Classic. I came across them at one. It was started. <laughs> it was Cabra, Cabra the dragon. Cabra, of course, Cabra. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, will Cabra be at the corn boil? At the end, was Cabra goes to war? Oh, of course. As, as was Cabra's always... first name Chuba? Chuba, 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 Holly, Holly. Wait, oh, Chuba. Oh, didn't I tell you to stop? <laughs> yeah, I told you. I told you you'd start again. I mean, yeah. you know, that was it's been like 15 minutes. I, I'm kind of impressed. I'm oh, gonna, man. I'm going to give I'm just wasting drink. all your time. It's, <laughs> no, I, I'm <laughs> yes, just color commentary. Yes, uh, yes our time is He's so like valuable. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, uh, And I can be Conan. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> seriously Vernon, like our time oh my god we do this by choice and you're telling us like our time is valuable <laughs> this is like this was well, our where's idea. the uh, <laughs> where's the valuable you know, information you're you're There's taking none. valuable songwriting time away from us this is uh we like to have an information free podcast you start giving people information you never know if it's information they might not like and they, then they you know kill the messenger people won't like they, it so we talk about ex- nothing and they start expecting it too if if it's highbrow <sighs> oh yeah okay. that'd be bad we can't we we did not get a podcast about you know the latest breakthroughs in neuroscience hey. we got we got one where we talk to people we go to open mics with about just random stuff that is yeah that is our yeah. theme and i, I was, have to say you're doing great so I was listening to the John Hodgman podcast. That's the only one I had. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's I, really good I, though. I've yeah. listened to him. Oh, he's got Judge Judge Hodge. Judge Hodgman. Judge Hodgman. He like solves people's like marital problems. Oh, I'm most... sure he <laughs> I'm sure he does a great job. It's a fair and well thought out opinion. <laughs> people sure come to them come to him with their problems what should hmm. we do Judge Hodgman 
I need to listen to this. I mean, I'm like, I didn't know he has a podcast, but it's like, yeah, everybody has a podcast. I think right. it's required now as part of yeah. your citizenship. Um, last night, yeah. You know Scott Krause? I don't. Never met him. I did a podcast with him. He oh. hangs out at the. He hangs out at the. We only lives a block away from the ghost light. Hmm. So how can we find this podcast um, that this guy does? On uh, the internet, Mike. What? It's the song. It was the songwriter. <laughs> the songwriter podcast. Really? How do you spell his name? I've been trying to find. I assume there are lots of other people uh, that are doing stuff like this in the area. You know, I S-C-O-T-T-K-R-A-U-S. Big K-R-A-U-S. But uh, yeah, no, that's thanks for the uh, like last night open mic. We were talking to um, Happy Ron Hill and he's like, oh, yeah, I've done like 50 podcasts. (laughs) Like, how do you even find these things? They find you. Apparently. (laughs) Uh, I really got bratwurst in my oven. You really do? (laughs) Just... (laughs) I'm just, I hope you're not burning your bratwurst. If you, you want to get them out, actually, it's can, nice when they're a little crunchy. We <laughs> it is. We can pause this if you need to get your sausages. But I don't want to lose precious time off the clock. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> if you take a break, you come back refreshed. You know, full of less hungry belly, anyway. Belly full of bratwurst. <laughs> You know that's that's quality that's quality talkings right there. Mm. So if if you do need to get your seriously, you are our guest. If you're like I got to go to the bathroom or something, just stand up and walk out. I'm full of the jibber jabber. <laughs> yeah, Chris and I'll just keep talking about you. I've been I've, as part of you know performing and all. I've learned that I need to try to be like a tumbler. A tumbler? Tumbler. A tumbler. Tell us about it. Ah. Tell us about it. It's a Yiddish word. Um, you know, like they had all those vacation hotels in the Catskills. Mm-hmm. The old Borscht Belt. Okay. Uh, all the hotels would hire a tumbler. It was just a guy to wander around, talk to everybody, and kind of jolly them up. Oh. Okay. I would like, love that job. Yeah. But I'm like trying to... Make everybody happy. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Ooh. That, that's a oh, high bar. I was reading this one thing. It said that it was often asked of the tumblers that on certain occasions they'd have to run full, full car down the, through the lobby while being chased by an angry chef. <laughs> you know, I, I do have to ask this. <laughs> Did you ever notice whether the tumblers fell? No, they're not tumblers. They're tumblers. Tumbler? Sometimes it's one M, sometimes it's two M's, but it's tumbler. But, but no but no B. No B. Gotcha. It, you All see right. different spellings because until like the nineteen twenties or something, Yiddish was like a spoken language. No one ever wrote it. Yeah. Right. And with once someone like that. They started writing about it in, 
the and then everybody way. spelled it a different way. Yeah. Yeah. This is, the internet says a person who makes things happen, in particularly, in particular, a professional entertainer or comedian whose function is to encourage an audience, guests at a resort, etc., to participate in the entertainments or activities. That's what I'm saying. Exactly what you said. The internet corroborates. I'm, he's an MC. Yeah. yeah, it is, but it's a little more, you know, informal. You know, you're like, you'll like walk by the pool and you'll be sitting like in a chair and he'll insult you. <laughs> so make sure you sit up front. So it was like my yeah. mom is what you're saying. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, she does just does, does it for fun. I mean, she doesn't that get jollies everyone up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pick on Chris some more. We love that. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It'll be your turn soon. Then you'll see how funny it is. Um, I feel like I'm tumbling these are days. Are you tumbling? I feel like I'm always trying to create a mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, again, I don't, no pressure, no pressure. You. Uh, I used to think Rachel was the tumbler. Now I think I am. I don't know. That That's good. That you you can both tumble very very well. So I mean, you might have to take turns. Um, I don't think that's a verb, is it? I don't think tumbling is tumbling a word. Probably one who, well. one who tumbles. <laughs> oh man, what do you do to verbs? Conjugate them. Yeah, yeah, you can conjugate tumbler. Tumbler. Huh. I don't know. It's 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 Yiddish, so they might yeah. have different rules based on um, what the language is Yiddish was based on. Some kind of Eastern European thing. But, um, yes. So, have you had any uh, had any good gigs lately? Uh, I'm hoping for Saturday. <laughs> yes, yes, the corn boil. That is pretty much the gig of the year for you. Oh. Uh, of the century. And, and I would love to come out, but honestly, my car is... I got smashed up last week, and and I haven't bothered to get it repaired or buy a new one yet. So you should just I, get a tow truck, and you can bring them both. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so smart! Tow truck, the the tugboat of cars. Yeah. But yeah, no, that corn sounds delicious, and I I, I would I would oh. love to see the show, but maybe maybe yeah. next year I'll have a working car that can make it to Indiana. And if but, if I have the date in advance, maybe I'll hold it open for Barker and Brosky. You oh. can't get the date in advance, didn't you hear? It has to coordinate with when the corn is ready, Mike. Curated <laughs> corn. All right, they're sitting around watching the corn, and then eventually it's like, now, hurry! <laughs> so, so is it, enough. it could generally be the last Saturday of September. I mean, it depends on the climate. That's what it usually is about. I think we did one in October. Hmm. You know that song? It's the state song of Indiana. There's more than corn in Indiana. Do, 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 do. When you I know, think about my home upon the Wabash. Nope, never heard it. But, never heard yeah, it. and do they ever actually share what, what more there is than corn? No. There's butter too. Okay. My, there's my butter. Oh, right, right. There's also butter. That's what we told. That's what he told Melanie. <laughs> it's like. But Jim James Jim neighbors would always uh, 
sing that right before the Indy 500. He did it for like 50 years. Seriously? Well, How do I not know this? <laughs> yeah. That is a spectacle. There's certain Homer people. Pyle. You know that guy, Darby Harvey? What's his name? No. Toby Gillis? No, he was on the uh, Zoom the other day. The, uh, Christopher Darby or something like that? Who, what? Yeah, it was. Wait, was he, he at open mic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, you know, the, he's uh, a, a country singer. But he kind of looks like he uh, works in the warehouse. <laughs> but he sing, <laughs> but he sings. He's a total domer. <laughs> oh, he always yes, looks like Drew. a rough guy. But he, like, I mean, Drewby Drew. Yeah, that guy. Drewby Drew. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He looks. Yeah. He's exactly. a gomer, a total gomer. He, His voice changes when he's singing. Man, when that guy starts singing, it, it's powerful. He, yeah. he has a, a hell of a voice. And you're right. Yeah. It is surprising when you hear him. He's some guy driving a forklift or something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what I see him. Just some guy. And hanging you know, at the bars. Maybe you, yeah, maybe he's your mechanic or something like that. And then... Just like yeah, he he uh, he fixes my car real good, and then he, he? starts singing. No, I'm no. just just an example. Uh, um, he's just writing like, a song what? about it. What? Uh, Where did this voice come from? Yeah, Chris, that sounds like a great fantastic. great set of lyrics for a song. Yeah, is it? He's a gomer. <laughs> you know what? That, he's like that Jim is... Neighbors. His you know voice how, changes when he sings. How I was sharing my my incredibly traumatic experience uh, in radio uh, oh. medicine. Uh, that is you what seem they, haunted by it. That is what the the people who worked there called catatonic patients, gomers. Really? Yeah, that's the kind of place mm. it was. And, no, it's and, not in that sense. And, and <laughs> I understand. I mean. But again, you know, I was I was so affected by it emotionally, and and I think you do have to you have to build up an emotional callus, you know, yeah. when you come yeah. in and you see a lot of suffering, and you're responsible for a lot of it because now you have to stick like sharp needles into people's flesh, like who who is like, wow, that was really good. I jabbed all, I stabbed people oh. today, and they'd hurt them. And and you know and and I guess that's maybe maybe you're happy when you see a gomer because it's like well at least I don't think they're in any pain. But no, yes. no, it's because their voice changes in a singing situation. <laughs> I think he does a lot of karaoke. Yeah, I obviously, <laughs> but uh, so um, other than the corn boil, where where do you play out around here? Do you do, oh. mostly do open mics or? There's, you have like the extravaganza gig. Oh wow! There's, there's this place I've been playing in uh, Chicago. It's like upstairs from a coffee shop. Coffee. It's over near like Logan Square. It's on Fullerton, right west of Western. Um, but anyway. It's you have to like walk up these really steeply pitched stairs to the second floor, and there's a tiny room where you can just play guitar, and 15 people can fit there. And I've had like it's the first room I've ever sold out <laughs> because it was so small. Yeah, hell yeah, that's that's that was like a bragging point for standing room only. 
Yeah, but everybody, they gave, at the end, they gave me a spontaneous standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's never happened before. No. So this, this is like your best gig here. Yeah. But you can't remember what it's called. Oh, it's called uh, someplace. It's, it's above Jimmy Bean's. Jimmy Bean's Coffee Bean. That's what it is. Jimmy hmm. Bean's Coffee Bean. Yeah. West Fullerton. West Fullerton, yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that is what you said. And, you know, you were, you did not mislead. It's two, five, two, four, five, two, four, five something. Two, five, five, three. Oh, I'm a block it, off. It was, that's, I'm impressed. No, I was, when I was delivering pizzas, I got the whole number system down. Hmm. Oh, is there like a logic to it on the streets? Oh, like yes. a two section? There's a major thoroughfare every half mile. Okay. And a mile is like eight hundred in the uh, in the numbering system. All right. So every eight hundred is a new mile. Got it. Yeah. And so you've got like uh, Chicago Avenue. I live near Chicago. That's eight hundred north. So it's a mile from the middle of town. And then at sixteen hundred, that was North Avenue. Where Wicker Park is, and, oh. and and then two thousand, which is uh, Armitage, and then twenty four hundred, which is Fullerton. Hmm. It's so, uh, three miles from the middle of town, and uh, it's also three miles to the west, west of State Street. You know what? I you know I would still be completely lost, but thanks for that. <laughs> I, I'm I cracked the directions. code. Yeah, well, you oh, said you were Oh, but I was going to tell you, you were talking about the uh, goners? Yes. I was going to tell you about my job. Oh, God. Forget it, forget it, forget it. Is this bad? <laughs> no, no. Uh, my job, I work three shifts a week, and the rest is just social security. So I work three shifts a week at the hospital. Hmm. And... Um, I have to like, sit with demented patients or sit with suicidal patients. Right. And uh, make sure they don't hurt themselves. Which is, see, you're making the world a better place. Yeah, yeah. you'd think so. But this is not, I shouldn't be like this big a part of our mental health system. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying it does if they're all, asking you all. to do it, I mean, you can just side. get stuck in a shift with like a lunatic and just be. Nonstop hell, but you're there for the shift. It sounds like a very important and interesting job. I guess, yeah. Very how difficult. am I doing it then? Well, I guess nobody else wanted to do it. I mean, it does not sound fun. It oh, I was fun. at this show last weekend. Tom Alter was playing. Hmm. And I was telling him I had my condolences coming. His father just died. And hmm. I was talking about what I did. He said, Yeah, we had a sitter on my dad. You just told him not to get out of bed all day long. Oh. Stay in bed. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> you'd forget. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's time to get up. You'd have to have somebody there who's like, no, I'm sorry. You have to go back to bed. Oh, all right. <laughs> Five minutes later, it's time to get up. Yeah. That's So we were talking about that on Tom's altar. Do you think he looks like Andy Williams? A, 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 a bit. A bit. Yeah, I'd like to see him in a sweat. Maybe they have the same haircut. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I've 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 had to uh, be around people who had memory issues once. Um, again, we're going into a lot of my personal trauma, but um, this is that's all right. Mike's a therapist. <laughs> you know, he knows. Yeah, how to I'll help you out. I'll help you out. <laughs> but yeah, it's very frustrating because it's like you have to keep saying the same thing over and over. Like, oh, where yeah. am I? Like, What's going on? It's like I just told you. I've been sitting with this one guy who keeps calling me a cocksucker as loud as he can. And now he's like worn his voice down. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a good thing, right? I guess. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not as loud anymore. That's and it really is a tough job. Um, oh, no. You know, God bless yeah. the people that, that can't. Thank you, uh, Vernon, for doing that because... Yeah. Yeah, it's but that's not how hard. a mental health system is supposed to work at all. We how could do better. This guy's been like, oh, he's been, yes. you know, strapped to a bed for like the last three mm. months. Yeah, no, no one wants. It, oh, I don't. Man. We definitely could do better with our mental health system, but I again, I I don't want to criticize too much because if you do, then it's like, oh, well, do you want to do it? No. So, I, you know, I, thank you. Uh, and again, I, um, I think I should be talking about, oh, right. Do you want to talk about songwriting? I don't know. What's your process? How do you write a song? Oh. And give me, I want a flow chart, by the way. Tell me step in, by step. And you, what is, what, what are you inspired by? What's your muse? I, I don't get one of those. Food. <laughs> <laughs> it says brats in the oven. It's like, it's more like solving an algebra equation. Mm. <laughs> quadratic? I can't do that. Yeah. Is it a quadratic equation yeah. or is it just, you know, straight? Yeah. No, it's no we cool. don't have any exponents. That's too hard. <laughs> so oh. do you ever, like, you're sitting there on your front porch and you see a dog cross the street and all of a sudden you're singing about a dog crossing the street? Oh, man. Uh, I was hanging Not out exact. with this girl, and she always told me how she had this free dog on her street. Every, all the other dogs were really wistful every time you walked by. <laughs> <laughs> she kept yelling, free dog, free dog. <laughs> you know, you'd put like a sign on it. Like yeah, the, dog, the free dog sniffs as long as he wants. Well, you know, I, I wrote a song once when I, when I observed a couple of guys who were walking down the street. One was a little heavy set. The other guy didn't have any hair. And one of the guys was carrying a cola, and I called it uh, Fat Zack and the Bald Man. Fat Zack? Yeah. And Fat Zack, he continues to be in Mike's uh, songwriting even to this day. He's a great That's character. right. And this was, what, 25 years ago maybe, maybe longer? Yeah, oh. I'm thinking I'm – thinking, was it the 90s late 90s maybe it was the 90s um well i know like vernon just just a couple weeks she was ago. my roommate and uh i came home one time and she was watching tv is she watching what's that movie where the, where the boat flips over the yes. uh, poseidon adventure the poseidon adventure she was like doing it watching it and then she told me uh she said she wanted to see if she could hold her breath longer than Shelly Winters. That's not fair. They can cut away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. 
that's not real time. No, no, don't don't try to do that. You could you could have a lack you could of fall oxygen. Over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um let's see. I believe you've answered all of our important questions. I'm probably oh. getting ready to give you a grade. Um so no pressure. But uh would you like to uh start talking about maybe some friends or other small musicians that you know that you like and think maybe deserve a little attention? Oh yeah. Dan Cowan. Dan Cowan. Dan Cowan, yeah. Oh, forget I said that. Forget I said that. <laughs> I meant to say uh What about Carlos? Don Carlos? <laughs> Wait. Well, no. There's a guy in our open mic, Carlos. Yeah. His name's I'm... Carlos from California, who's wonderful. He really is. He is so good. Um, I can't remember his last name off the off the bat, but yeah. I don't he, know. He pops in. I think he fears me. <laughs> really? <laughs> Does he? Well, it's gotta be gotta be a little nervous coming into our group. We can be a lot. We have we have several tumblers, so <laughs> sometimes the tumbling can get very intense. Yeah. Um. You know, we'll have to take turns. I think. I think next time, you know, we'll have so you'd have a host, a co-host, and a tumbler, and then um, <laughs> we can all stick to our roles much better. But no, Carlos is fantastic. Um. Is that it? That's the only people that you know. <laughs> uh, oh, that little room. I brought a, when I played there, I brought a, that Tony's guy with me. Tony Linsmeyer? No, Dave Tony's. Dave Tony's? He runs the, he runs the Ghost Light Open Mic. Oh, I don't know him. You don't? No. I've not been to the Ghost Light. Oh, what city is that? M. Travick. Oh, yes, that's right. We, I think we were talking about that before. It's I, on Kenneth. Ghost Light. Light. When, what night do they have their open mic? Uh, Tuesday. Oh, well, that's why. <laughs> that's why. I don't. I have my own open mic on Tuesday, so I can't go. And then I was just talking to in Royal Oak at Dessert Oasis. Mm -hmm. They started their open mic back up. It's on oh, Tuesday. I think the Brian does the open mic. Brian and that girl. No, he does the Desert Oasis uh, downtown on uh, Griswold. Yes. Yeah. This is the one in Royal Oak that we were at. I can't remember. We talked to the guy who hosted it. I forgot his name, though. Was Kyle. it Brian? Kyle. Kyle, Kyle is in... Is no, not no. Kyle. That's a different place. Okay. Um, I'm looking yeah. in my contacts. You keep track of this? Yes. Mike, Mike yes. does the booking. You know, he's, that is another thing. I, I gushed oh. about his lyrics earlier, but he's also excellent at getting gigs. Yeah. Um, something that I, am, I think if it came down to me, I just would stop playing out. That would be way easier. Spencer. Oh. Spencer, that sounds right. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was really nice. There was and this was... girl. She was first. I was at this 
I was down at the dovetail and you know, Millen came on and did a set, and then Tom set Tom Alter. But in between, this girl played, this girl from Columbus, Ohio. And she did this thing between a between every song, she would stop and start flicking through notebooks. And she had like five different notebooks to choose from. Really? It was really amazing. Wow. And they were all originals. That is yeah. a ton of songs. <laughs> She's <Yeah. laughs> said in front came all the way from Ohio, huh? Yeah. Just on tour. Um yeah, I saw a guy uh we were at well I was. Mike couldn't make it. The Hamtramck uh, music fest. That happens. Like and yeah, no, and we were at a little a little coffee shop and um there was a guy from from Ohio was there. It blew me away. It was so good. And I'm really? like, wow. Yeah, I can you from Toledo? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um can't remember. So yeah, there's there's some good folks in Ohio. It's nice when they come up our way and visit, um, so we don't have to go there. Saves yeah. time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, he was great. I wish I could remember who he was. I'll have to look it up later. But um, you know what? And you mentioned Millen, and I don't. He has not been. We have not had him in yet. He was on. Have not. He was on last week, wasn't he? No, I mean on on this. He oh, was, that. Yeah. Yeah. He showed, up, he showed up to open mic last week, and that was good. But no, we have not had him on the podcast, and that could be. Yeah, and he's going to be out. He's got a lot to boy. say. He does. He does. Which yeah. is nice because you have people, and they you just let them ramble, and then we don't have to do anything. And here you are getting all self-conscious. Oh, I'm just talking mm -hmm. and talking. Man, that's <laughs> an easy sit. You must have listened to our other podcasts, you, you know, like the one with Dan Cowan. So you just oh. kind of sit sit and chit-chat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but... did you show up unprepared? Oh, my gosh. Well, I was now trying to grades, keep it going. Your grade's getting lower now. So. Oh, man. <laughs> but, no, I you know, mean – some of our yeah it's it's the the good ones like mike gentry that guy he's good he is amazing and he can tell stories and talk and oh, we yeah. probably could have yeah had he's one of he's a raconteur oh he absolutely that, is. that's it i wouldn't call him a tumbler but he was a racket no. No, you know not. mike tends to own the stage really he plays at his house Wherever he plays, that is his home. But oh, no, and, right. and you, you, he's mesmerizing. You know, he is the kind of person you can get up there and start talking, and then suddenly, like, everybody gets quiet and all eyes are on him and everyone's listening. I get up and start talking. Everybody just turns to the person next to him and continues their conversation. And, put, and, and maybe the ones that are sitting by themselves put their headphones in. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't, when we were at Desert Oasis, last time you and mike didn't like that but i'm like don't worry i'm sure we're playing how loud enough he probably still hears us <laughs> man but you know yeah, you when you're sing in a place it's like you're the guy in the commercial what do you mean what commercial yeah, the all-state commercial you're trying to sell something to me oh. get their attention you it's know true. like the roto rooter man you're the roto rooter 
You know, maybe we should and, s sell like you know snake oil or supplements yeah. or something. That would be that's, even better. Have that's where the money bottle. is. Yeah, have little bottles of mail and you attract attention, and then you yeah like, yeah. What 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 kind of diseases do you have? This will cure it. You drive around your little wagon, just like in the old. Well, you know, Chris, you're going to get some product that's going to help people stay awake. Well, I'm 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 trying to get our own coffee. I figure that it's not as good as a placemat. But I would like to get some Barker and Brasky coffee. We play at so many coffee shops. I mean, it should be pretty easy. Oh. And then uh, maybe maybe uh, give them out for a little. AJ's got coffee. AJ's. AJ, yeah. I don't. I'm not familiar with that place. It's like a coffee house, like a nine mile when I, in Ferndale when I first got hmm. to town, and we always do open stage there. But then he closed the place, and now he's like. Oh. Now he's roasting coffee. You always see him at the Eastern Market selling coffee. Oh, yeah, no, coffee roasters—it's great. They're they're everywhere now. When I was a kid, you mm -hmm. know, you just go to Kroger and you'd buy pre-ground roasted coffee. Now it's all fancy. <laughs> oh, I used to call it coffee. Bocar. Go aware. Bocar. In the old A and P's, they had this coffee mm -hmm. called Bocar. Yes, that's right. There was a A&P when I was growing up, and that was their brand. Um, Kroger is 8, eight o'clock is their brand of coffee. Oh, yeah. So um, I assume 8 o'clock in the morning. You probably shouldn't drink coffee at 8 o'clock at night. In Chicago. You work third shift. Yeah. In Chicago, uh, uh, instead of saying Kroger, people say Jewel. Uh, Jewel Osco? Yeah. Yeah, my sister used to work at Jewel Osco in uh, Jackson. But they separated the Oscos from all the jewels at one point, oh. and then all the and then overnight the Oscos turned into CVS. So Osco lost their jewels. Yeah, Osco lost their jewels. It's like the Hatfields and the McCoys. I, I <laughs> hope I hope it was not a violent breakup. Um. But yeah, well, you know what? I've been to an open mic in Ferndale. It was this place called, oh, I can't remember now. It was right there on Woodward. Um, uh, Dillahay's uh, Bookie Shop? Almost. It's definitely <laughs> like that. Was it that Italian restaurant? That, uh, no, that's Royal Oaks, wasn't it? Were there at Royal? No, there's one in there's one in Ferndale. I, I I met one of my old high school buddies there. He was a he was a chef, but I can't think of the name of the the restaurant. I know they used to have open mics there. Oh man, huh? Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. Did no, you go they, to the open mic at the Velodrome? No, I don't know what be, that is. It's like this huge inflatable dome, and they have like a bike track in the middle. And he's going to go to do speed biking. Where is this place? I'll tell you exactly where it is. All right. It's next door to uh, Dr. Benjamin Carson's school. Oh, geez. Ben Carson's school? Yeah. There's no. a school named after him next door. Next, You can see it from I-75 if you're going by Mac. Really? I might have I might have driven by. It sounds like the the big inflatable dome is something that you do notice from your car. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think you can rent a bike if you're feeling restless. Hmm. Ah, New Way Bar. That's the place that I went. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, it's it's awful. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's awful, but it's a bar, and it's one of these things where the open mic starts at like ten. It goes yeah. to two on a weeknight. It's just miserable. It's like, why would you do that? But they have a really great setup. They've got a drum kit. There's some really good people coming in there. Oh, and, I think Brian's Ryan <laughs> runs that sometimes. The yeah, guy, it's, guy from Desert Oasis. Yeah, but uh, mm. the thing at New Way is they're very, they're really, it's kind of intense. You know, I like I like the open mics where it's laid back and you can kind of goof around and relax. But this is like it really high pressure. Um, and I guess that's what happens when you have when you have better people playing. I don't want that. I don't want to be at an open mic with good musicians. That that makes me feel bad about myself. You're the goodest one here. <laughs> goodest. I, I'm feeling good. Goodish. Goodish today. But yeah, no, they're 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 pretty serious. They have and what else? Yeah, they have you been to a comedy open mic? Oh no. Well, don't. They, it's miserable. Oh, it's like the worst thing ever. I did improv open mic once. Oh really? That's yeah. fun. I like improv. I mean, I like. But they get it. mad because I didn't bring a sheet cake. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I'd get mad Don't too. Don't you know? <laughs> Come on, that's what every everybody knows. You got to bring the sheet cake to. You know what's worse than a comedy open mic? Tell me. I went. Um, my Nothing. sister's fir- first <laughs> ex-husband um, took classes at uh, that comedy club in Royal Oak. And, oh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Yeah, yeah. and and they had a they had a showcase. There. Who did? Oh, Amy was there last week. Oh, and they did a showcase of the students, and oh my gosh. Oh, my yeah. My sister's first ex-husband was just painful. Well, well that, painful. Is what, that is what a, an open mic, comedy open mic is like exactly. Yeah. So you do know, and, and then people yeah. get mad is the thing. They go up there and nobody laughs, and they start getting mad at the audience. It's just, music is it's so much more peaceful. It's, it is, you know, you go up... And you just play a song, and it's fine. And, you know, it's good that nobody laughed at you. That's what you're shooting for. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they do that. It gets, it gets ugly. It's very competitive. You know, it's like I, I like I like open mics where everyone's on the same team, not yeah. where everybody is um, a competitor, and you need Support. to one-up them. Yeah, that's about making it small, man. We lift we we lift each other up. Exactly. Until you get too high, and then we gotta knock you down because you yeah, get up. Oh yes, the, what is this book again? It's a uh... creative, not famous, the small oh. potato manifesto. Ah, I you had shown me that before, and it's this book. I know the lady who wrote it. Yeah, you said from Chicago. She used to date Stephen Colbert. She did not in college. She dated him for a while. Yeah, but the, her husband now—her husband has an Emmy because he he wrote *You're in Town*. Yes, that's right. And I was looking up this book online. It looks good. I was reading through it. Like this looks great. And I'm like, well, it sounds like you know, just reading a book about stuff I already want to hear. Well, that's boring. I'd rather read something that uh, that insults me. Uh. There's a lot of people in the book who look like potatoes. 
That is, I it was surprised how potato related it was. Interesting angle. It was a small potato, I think. Was what they were they the red potatoes? They are some little. Oh yeah, those, those little red potatoes. They're awesome. They are pretty good. See, that's why being small is good. We're like the red potatoes because right. they're the small potatoes. That's right. They're the smallest ones are the fingerlings. Oh, that's right. I've never, I've never had one of those. I don't know. They seem. Yeah, I've never been to the Finger Lakes. Oh, I have. Oh. Well, have we put you through enough misery uh, yet, Mister Tanjay? If that is your real name. Uh, that's what they told me. <laughs> that's. I mean, who, who else are you gonna believe? Yeah, my. Re- uh, my genetic material came through uh, this guy named Quinn, and that's a famous ex- Eskimo name. It's true. Mighty Quinn. That's, that is what Manfred Mann told me. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, good. Well, we are, we're going to let you off the hook then, unless there's anything else you'd like to talk about. Get the rest of the night about. off. And, well, you've got, you've got the big corn boil coming up, and we want to make sure you're fresh and ready for that. And relaxed. Oh, I've given up on relaxed. Yeah, Vernon, it, it was great talking to you. Um, I don't have really much to per- say. I'm well, a dismal really, cor- conversationalist. Well, and we really appreciate appreciate you, you know, being willing to to sit here chit chat with us with us for a couple hours. I mean, what what better do we have to do? Nothing. This is the best night I could possibly have. I really it's, appreciate you. I had to put aside a date with everyone. What you cut out there? Sorry, what? Oh, I put off my date with my uh, emery board to do this. <laughs> Is that what you file your nails with, an emery board? Yeah. Yes, you ah. file them under um, N. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's all right. The emery board and those brats in your oven will be waiting for you. Um, They're going to be cold here. Or burned. I don't know. I'm not sure what the state of your oven. Uh, I'll, I, I'll check it out. I really do appreciate it, and you are. It, you, it was delightful talking to you. I never hurt no one that I know of. Okay. And, um, Except that one lady's ears. Oh. <laughs> you know, haven't haven't you been told that you should only sing at speaking volume? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I, thanks again. Not sure that's singing at all. I just kind of mumbling, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, Anyhow. man, that's like a Dylan thing. Uh, yeah, okay. it is, and he'd uh-huh. know. So thanks again, Mike. Do we do? Are, are, uh, you get to pick the next person. Are you? Uh, are you thinking about who the next victim might be? I, I actually sent out a message today, um, maybe an hour before this, because it just occurred to me that I probably should. Haven't heard back from him yet, though. All right, I do so have no a, promises. You know, I have 50 others online to, that I'm thinking about. There's so many great people um, that we know in, in the local yeah. music community, and I would just love to sit down and talk to them all, but I don't have that kind of time. So. Well, you we should do Show Silverstein. Also, he is dead. Oh. Um, but, and he's bigger than small. Yes, he had a successful musical career. Um, but yeah, 
so we're just going to then then it will be another surprise guest uh thanks for for trying though normally i just i will put it off to the last second but you're more responsible person maybe not this time (laughs) hey uh this kid gave me like a knock knock joke well no really wasn't really knock knock um he said uh why did the chicken cross the road and i said i don't know he said to see the to see the idiot's house <laughs> so uh oh yeah so, so like later that night i heard a knock on my door and uh i said who's there <laughs> and he said the kid was there and he said it's the chicken <laughs> I think that's a great thing to end this this podcast on. I'm tumbling to the end.